0: Hey everybody, welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. Today, we're going to be doing the spoiler review of Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cinema Trip Reviews. I am Wyatt, of course, and today we're going to be doing the spoiler review of Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Just came out this year. Now, I did release the spoiler-free uh, review. Um, But yeah, we're gonna be talking today about spoilers for this movie because we're gonna go into like a kind of a dive—the full dive of the full uh, movie—because it's very hard to talk about this movie without doing spoilers. Like I mentioned previously, uh, I am a big fan of Get Out, and I really did like us up until the last third act of this of the of the movie. Uh, Similar to this movie in a way, I did like a majority of this movie, and then it got to that third act, and I was kind of eh. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I did, for the most part, enjoy the full movie. And I did like the ending. I just wasn't a fan of of what was happening during the ending itself. And I'll I'll explain that here in a a little bit. Uh, But the story follows uh, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Kiki Palmer, uh, who play O.J., Otis James, uh, Otis James Jr., uh, and Emerald. Uh, They are... The, the children of Keith David's character, who you see at the very beginning, uh, Otis Haywood. And at the very beginning of the movie, you see O.J. talking with his dad for a little bit. And then you start hearing some, like, screaming. Um, and it seems like it's coming from straight up above, but you don't know where it's coming from. And this happens through the course of the movie. And every single time, it's so creepy. And it's so uh, just very unsettling in a way. You hear just these screams just coming from nowhere. Uh, and then you start seeing just certain stuff just fall like it, it looks like it's kind of like hail at first. Uh, but then up on closer inspection, you see like just change metal keys and stuff are falling out of the sky. Um, one ends up hitting like his, his dad's horse and then ends up hitting his dad and ends up being like this big quarter that goes like straight through his eye and into his brain and ends up killing him. Uh, but as he saw, like whenever he gets back home, the, the, there's a key lodged right inside of the, the horse. Uh, so it's just these random objects falling from the sky after hearing screams and that's really what's what kickstarts the movie and it's a hell of a way to open it up but i I love just the originality behind it because i mean it's it's easy to do a ufo movie or an alien movie uh but to kind of make it your own and make it original in certain ways it's very hard to do and because i mean alien movies have been around since almost as long as like film's been around i mean you've been seeing like these these like pulp movies and these old uh science fiction movies from like the 60s or in late 50s um but it it's since it's been around and the genre's been around that long it's hard to do something that original and i think he really kind of he kind of nailed it here with this movie the f- like flying saucer that you see it isn't an actual ship itself it's an actual being it's a living organism just like in the shape of a of an actual uh flying saucer whereas like at the bottom of it you would see like the opening like the giant like opening where i would normally see like the uh like a tractor beam pulling stuff up in or like people how they're abducting people and stuff um whereas in this one that's his actual mouth that is just sucking stuff up in and eating it which is pretty interesting and original um but as the the course of this movie, like his dad dies, he has to kind of take over the family business at this point, and the family business is training these horses to be used in like movies and TV shows and and Hollywood uh, productions and such. And it's obvious whenever you see after like the first gig that that he that OJ gets after his dad dies, he's he's very uncomfortable doing it by himself. He hasn't had to do it before, um, and you really can't. You see the the relationship with his sister. She doesn't. He, she's not really reliable. Uh, and then he even tells her that like you're not reliable. You're late. You're trying. You're constantly trying to pitch your own projects like during our work. Uh, and then she retorts back saying like, well, you're unreliable as well. I mean, look at look at what you've done. You you couldn't handle this by yourself. Uh, you're you're selling the horses just to make money at this point. Everything's falling apart. And OJ he even says that like since his since the event that led to his father dying, he's had a weird feeling because they, they always blame it on just like a a plane that was flying by and ended up dropping stuff or ended up something happened with a plane where it ended up all this cargo and stuff falling, which I guess is an easy way to explain it, uh, to kind of pass it off. Uh, but he always thought there was something, something else there. Something didn't seem right about that story. Um, and lo and behold, he was correct. So through the course of this film, he's trying to find out what's going on in the area where their ranch is. And just this kind of little, like just this desert area way outside of California. They start experiencing certain weird phenomena. The power would shut off at certain points. And then storms would happen. Uh, Horses would go just running off in the middle of the night and missing. Once you get to know these characters and everything, that's really what sets the course in the movie here. Because he's starting to bond with his sister a little bit. They're at the ranch house. He notices like one of the horses just is out roaming around in like the pens there, and he goes out to get it. And it runs away. He's trying to track it down, and then he notices like something. Something is off. Um, and then he sees like something fly, like the like the saucer flying in between the clouds and stuff. And like I mentioned in like the the spoiler free review. All these scenes that you get at night with these aliens and where he's looking for, for what's going on. He's trying to find these, the, the, the UFO or the alien life force. These scenes are some of the most tense scenes of the movie because you're, you're right there in his shoes. You're also looking through the sky, looking through these clouds, trying to find what he's trying to find as well. And you're trying to piece it all together. Um, so it really does a great job of that. And with the music, it, it really does well with the atmosphere and the tension. But I really, really like those scenes and the dynamic between OJ and his sister in this movie. You get the kind of their growth and they're kind of uh growing to like each other more throughout. Cause at the beginning of the movie, uh they're kind of had a falling out. They're she's not wasn't really involved with the business too much. You really get the character growth throughout this movie of them bonding. And some of the other characters you meet throughout the way was uh Stephen Young's character, uh Ricky, who's like a the owner of like this tourist attraction. It's like this uh, old wild west town and they have like rodeos and stuff like that. He has a pretty dark backstory that it re- really goes in depth into into the movie uh, where he was like a child actor on this TV show where he uh, starred alongside like this chimpanzee named Gordy. And he was like a-, a star of this TV show. And one day they were filming like the, of Gordy's birthday party episode. And I believe like, They said that they were mentioned, like, the words jungle and stuff, and it would just kind of snap, it would make Gordy snap, but whenever they show, like, the flashbacks, like, they they open up a present, and balloons come up, and they start popping, and that's what sets Gordy off, and Gordy goes on a rampage, and he just ends up killing a couple of the co-stars in the TV show, and then he ends up, like, ripping the face off of another one, which kind of goes back to the actual true story way back in the day i know everybody's probably heard of, of this woman that had a chimpanzee as a pet ended up tearing her face off that's how the movie opens up is just this, this like chimpanzee just sitting there covered in blood and you see a person's legs alongside of them uh and you know something happened but as you go out throughout the rest of the movie it shows you in depth of what really happened and he describes it and you actually get to see every most of everything, uh, not the act itself of him killing these people, but you really see the aftermath, and it's very unsettling, and the atmosphere is very, you get a very uh, a dreadful feel to it. And uh, you're kind of in place of Stephen Young's character as a boy under this table watching it all transpire. And those are some of the most tense moments of the movie as this, this just blood-splattered ape just walking around the, this empty TV set, one dead lady there he's like trying to see if she's still alive like moving her leg and stuff the one uh, other co-star runs in and tries to calm the ape down he ends up running and the ape ends up killing him and then like the ape comes up to actually finds the boy under the table and walks up and he's he kind of sees the innocence in him a little bit uh, whereas the ape kind of sees the innocence on in the boy and he like Steven Young even mentions, mentions that they had the first like exploding fist bump Ever that was like one of the first things they did on TV, and whenever the the ape finds him, he does like the the fist bump and his hands all bloody and stuff. Um, and right when he's about to do it, the ape gets shot in the head and they they kill the ape for killing everybody. One of the best moments of of that story is Stephen Yen, kind of he's showing uh, OJ and his sister his room with all the memorabilia, memorabilia, and he he looks at back on those times fondly, and he they asked him about what really happened. he's like, well, if you ever saw the SNL sketch of it, they pretty much nailed it down. Uh, but he, as he he starts going in and describing the SNL sketch. And you could tell it was like an, it was set in the nineties. Cause he's talking about like Chris Catan playing like Gordy as the, as the ape and some of the other nineties uh, SNL cast members in there as well. But as he's, he's explaining and describing the SNL sketch of what really happened, the camera's just kind of, Zooming in on him and the music's kind of and just the the dark music around it really brings a sense of dread to that monologue and it it works and I I, that's probably one of my favorite moments of the movie because it's like the way he's describing it it's it was great I loved it it only seems like he's really there because he tries to capitalize off of certain things just like he mentioned like someone paid him $50,000 to stay the night in that room of all the memorabilia of that old TV show uh, with the ape that he had, uh, so it seems like he always tries to capitalize and make money off of certain things. He has his own like business of like the frontier town, like the tourist trap, tourist uh, attraction, and everything. Uh, and then once it seems like he he knows about the aliens and everything, so he tries to capitalize on that as well. And he has like this cowboy suit with like the, the flying saucer on the back and everything. Uh, and he tries to make a an attraction out of that. And he says like. But by the end of this show your lives are going to be changed and everything uh and it didn't doesn't work out as he planned because uh like he explained before uh the aliens would just come uh take a horse or whatever and then leave but no they come down and they they swoop up all the audience they swoop up him his family and everybody um and he was trying to capitalize on. It. He had like merchandise for the aliens. He had masks and like alien costumes made that his kids were dressed up in. His kids ended up going and scaring uh, uh, OJ's character at one point, which that was actually a pretty tense scene as well, where uh, OJ is kind of walking around his little barn area and he goes in, he flips the lights off, he's walking out, and they go on again. And then he's turning around, he turns them off, and you see like these little aliens pop out. And I was like, oh shit, are those the actual aliens? But no, they they do a 180 on you, and it's just these kids that are fucking with them for stealing the uh the horse statue that they use to to try to lure the alien in at one point. Um but back to like Stephen Young's character when he tries to to capitalize on the alien attraction to show all these people, it completely goes wrong. The alien comes in and just swoops up all these people, sucks up everybody and eats them. And you really get to see the process of what happens. And this is probably one of the more unsettling parts of the movie and so claustrophobic and gross is you actually get to follow one of the, some of these people whenever they get eaten by this alien. And it's just these... And it just, as they're being sucked up and eaten, it just shows like the, like, looks like the windpipe of the alien. It's just so gross and like closed. And these people being like sucked up through and they're like have goo all over them and they can't breathe and they're just screaming. And it just, it gives you just this sense of of claustrophobia and everything. And it's just, it's so unsettling to see what happens to these people up in there. And then you see like the, like the, the horse skeleton and like the, the, the horse uh statue that they they go out there and have the aliens suck up at one point uh but that's one of the craziest parts of the movie there but like i mentioned before and going on to some of the other characters other than steven young's character uh he had brandon perea who comes out and and hooks up the security cameras for OJ and his sister. Uh, and then he ends up kind of coming back and helping them out and monitoring the the cameras for them because he he knows a little bit about UFOs. He's interested in uh, like, a- ancient aliens, like he said before. Um, but he's kind of the comic relief of the movie. He does a great job in it. It's a great role. Uh, he's pretty fun throughout. Uh, but he helps them out. And then he's part of actually one of my other favorite parts of the movie. OJ goes out to investigate Stephen Yun's uh like little tourist attraction. He finds like everybody's gone, everybody's missing. Uh the the horse that Stephen Young was trying to kind of bait the alien into taking to show everybody was still there. So he puts it in like a horse trailer and tries to go back home. And the aliens are meanwhile back at it at his ranch fucking with his sister and Brandon Perea. And this is one of my other favorite scenes of the movie. Uh they're in the house and like the, the aliens are right above them and you just they're shooting down All the the extra shit from all the pretty much all the people they ate, it's getting rid of all the waste. So you see all the, like what you saw at the beginning of the movie, you see all the change and money and keys and stuff falling out. But not only that, it's right above the house. It's just raining blood down on this house and it's going down the windows and the, the house is all white. So it's really cool when you see a faraway shot. It's just blood just drenching this house and they're just in the house just not knowing what to do and i love that scene it was it was awesome and, and then like oj's trying to make his way back home and as soon as he gets into a certain distance the power in the truck fails and then he's just kind of stuck in that truck by himself and the the, the aliens kind of take notice of him and just kind of hover above him and he's just like looking out and then he's just nope and that's what i love about the movie as well they really lean into the title of the movie uh and it's a very realistic reaction like Anybody in these certain situations, they would see this. Like I mentioned before, the kids that are messing with them as aliens. And that scene, he's like, nope, 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 nope. And just like this, he's about to get out of the truck. He's like, nope, just going to sit here in the car. Nope, not going to do it. I I love that certain stuff, and I love how they lean into it. And I just love the originality of the, the alien, uh, how they made the-, the ship like an alien itself, and how it's eating people and just kind of just getting rid of the waste and just dropping just the random junk down on people and blood and stuff. It's really cool. And I love the idea of how it's just kind of hiding in plain sight as a cloud too, where they show these these images of just kind of a time lapse of the sky. And he's like, well, do you notice anything? And it's just like all these clouds moving except one. One cloud stays right where it's at the whole time, all day, and all amongst all the other clouds moving. And then you just kind of note it that that cloud, this alien is kind of being is camouflaging itself as a cloud this whole time. And it's and they say it's territorial. It goes into like the back half of the movie where the, the rules kind of get weird. Where it's like what originally it was like, well the aliens would just come down, scoop you up, spit out the waste or whatever, and eat you. And then it just kind of turns into like the rules where we're like, well if you're not looking at it, it won't it won't bother you. Apparently, if you look at it, that's the only time where it's, like, threatened and then it'll come after you. And that's where they kind of lean in and they do the the wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man. 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 They litter, like, their whole property with those. to trying to draw the aliens out. Uh, and that leads into like the third act plan to destroy the alien, I guess, but also capture footage because that's their main goal is to capture footage and get the actual money shot or the Oprah shot, as they call it, of proof of extraterrestrial life. That way they can capitalize it, sell it to the highest billet bidder, make a ton of money off of it. We're at by the end of the movie, they're like, well, not only do we want to get footage and pictures of it, but we would like to destroy it as well because it's just killing people and taking people and... uh we can't have that around here that leads into kind of like the third act which is kind of my least favorite part of the movie uh, mainly because of the alien itself and i do before we get into like the, the alien and stuff i actually did want to bring in the other character of the movie uh michael wincott who plays like a uh director or like a producer And it's really, really cool to see Michael Wincott back um, because I haven't seen him in really anything recently. Only movies I really seen him in like growing up was like The Crow, uh, Alien Resurrection. I think he was in like the Kevin Costner uh, Robin Hood movie too. I don't really remember that too much, but I think he was in that one. Um, But the only ones I really remember from was like the bad guy in The Crow and an Alien Resurrection as well. Uh, But he's back with that just gravelly voice like he's been smoking a a carton of cigarettes a day all these years. Um, But he comes in and kind of helps them film, try to capture footage of these aliens because the aliens, since they knock down the power wherever they go and shut down everything, all the electricity wherever they go. He develops like this non-electric camera that he can just use a hand crank and capture footage of. The only thing I really didn't like about the third act was the transformation of the alien itself, where the whole movie, you see the alien as like the flying saucer that comes through. And by the end of it, it transforms into like this weird, like squid looking thing. And then has like a and what I can only describe as like a kaleidoscope effect um, as it's coming out. And it shows it, it's kind of its mouth, I guess, Um but that transformation that it has makes it look very like, I don't want to say cheap, but you can really, it doesn't do the CGI any any favors. The CGI looked okay when it was just a flying saucer because it was very smooth and, and all that. But with the this weird looking squid thing with like these weird tentacles and stuff flailing around, it looks very just out of place. And especially since it's all in daylight, it looks just looks very odd. But I just didn't; it didn't fit well with the rest of the movie to me. It just didn't, it seemed very off and very weird. I think they could have came up with a cooler looking design of the alien itself. Um, the plan was okay, I guess, uh, where they were just trying to use the the waving inflatable tube men to kind of attract it, since it has faces all over it. it looks like it can mistake it as people looking at him and they would just kind of come down and swoop those up instead so they can draw it into like this open canyon so they can get footage of it as it's coming in but of course plans plans go awry they go wrong they were able to get footage of it uh but it comes to a point where oj comes face to face with it and he's staring it down whereas i'm pretty sure there was an early point in the movie where he makes a where somebody makes a note of where like this hero comes to face to face with like this beast and the the beast doesn't kill it because it respects the 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 hero's bravery and stuff like that. And it seems like that's what happens because OJ comes face to face with the alien and it looks like the alien's going to like of course suck him in and eat him. Um but by the end of the movie that doesn't happen. Uh his sister ends up like drawing the alien away to like the the empty uh tourist spot that that steven Yoon's character has uh and they show it early in the movie they set it up there's like this well with a picture with like a, a camera down at the bottom where it looks like if you're looking down the well it'll take a picture up at you and she's cranking that and they let like this it looks like a kind of like a bob's big boy inflatable thing they let that go up with all these flags hanging down and the alien sucks that in and is fighting with that thing and she uh she takes a picture of it, so they have photographic proof of that uh, of the alien itself. And as the alien eats that giant inflatable thing, it pops inside and it blows the alien up and kills it. And it's just like this big, and it's just this alien, like the blown up alien, just floating throughout the sky. Whereas my question with that is, what's the purpose of the the proof, like the picture and the video? like, she's making a big deal, like, oh, we got it, we got the picture and everything, where it's like, well, the alien is dead now, you can see its body floating through the sky, it's photographic, it, that's proof enough, like, everybody sees this alien, uh, so who cares about the, the video and the photo at that point? I Yeah, that, just the ending, man, I mean, overall, I thought the movie was very enjoyable, I, I had a great time watching it, it was just some, the design of the alien, it just kind of rubbed me wrong there at the at the end there it just didn't really fit with the rest of the movie i feel like they could have designed it a little better um i'm guessing that was maybe its true form i'm not sure like what what that really was that you saw there at the end leading up towards the end i loved all the interactions when they're going out at night and they're trying to find the alien or they're trying to to lure it in and set it up a little bit i love the tension and the atmosphere in those scenes those are some of the best scenes in the movie um as well as like the the backstory with with Stephen young's like gordy show back in the day with the ape those scenes were pretty tense as well but I love like the just the the movie itself. I love how it was paced. It was paced pretty well. It doesn't seem like it was drawn out or or uh, any boring parts really to me. I love the character development out. I love the characters in the movie. Daniel Kaluuya's is is great in this movie. I'll pretty much watch anything with him in it. He's a great actor. Uh, Kiki Palmer does. A fantastic job in this you really she does a, a great job of portraying her emotions towards the end of the movie there uh and they did a great job with all the other characters as well I think Jordan peele did a great job writing this movie um and I do have my my problems with the third act, but I don't have as much problem with the third act in this movie as I do with us um whereas I really enjoyed us up until that third act and it kind of really fell apart for me but overall, I thought it was a, a fantastic movie I definitely recommend. A lot of people to go out. Experiences in the theaters, man. Uh, I feel like it would be hard to do this movie justice just watching it on your TV at home. Uh, I had a great time in the theater watching it. And I definitely, uh, I'm sure it would be even better in IMAX for a lot of people that go out and check in on IMAX. Definitely do that. I wish I would have done that one. But yeah, that's our review. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe here on the Cinema Trip Reviews and the Waves 5 Media channel. Uh, Make sure to go follow us at Waves 5 Media on Twitter and uh, check out all the other content across the channel as well. We got a ton of stuff for you there and we'll see everybody next week.